0: Hey, this is Joey Vera from Harmon Saint, and you're listening to the Rock and Metal
1: Combat Podcast. Welcome
0: to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr.
1: Fuck and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome,
0: incredible episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. bam, bam.
1: Hello, it's me, Dr. Fuck, and with me as always is... Oh, yeah! Still drinking that vodka, I see.
0: Still on the vodka, man. I haven't had beer in over... A... Well, fuck that. I, I I had beer at Primus. <laughs> I haven't purchased... Well, you know, Lady here beer. I, I don't keep beer in the house Uh, in over a month.
1: What a health nut!
0: Yeah, I know, right?
1: All right, and uh, this week we're reviewing euthanasia from uh, Mega Breath, and yes. uh, yeah, man. So uh, I understand we have no iTunes review, so uh, let me do it for you. And I'm sure you're tired of doing it. All right, come on, you motherfuckers, leave us reviews. All right, so what's in the news?
0: All right, uh, Joe Perry is putting out a new album called Switzerland Manifesto.
1: Oh God, uh, I, I don't care. Yeah, is he yeah. singing? If he gets another singer, I'll probably check it out. But man, that guy's voice is rough. He well, reminds that's... me of that guy from Eddie and the Boozers, man, I
0: when, like when that he's guy. sober. Ooh, yeah, yeah I saw cool.
1: one of those sober shows. He was terrible.
0: Nobody likes that.
1: Yeah, no. Uh,
0: well, there's going to be appearances by Johnny Depp and Robin Zander, so I imagine Robin Zander singing.
1: Well, that's good. Yeah, it'd be it'd be shitty if you had him on the album to do rhythm guitar.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> that would suck.
0: But uh, his, his track record, uh, oh, he's got Terry Reid's going to sing on a song. Oh, that's cool. Uh, not a couple of them. Uh, David Johansson doing a couple songs. I don't care. Okay. Not a New York yeah. Dolls
1: fan, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, but I it's love Mo- that Boy, Buster Poindexter. Oh, my God, he was fucking amazing. My <laughs> acting's terrible this week, isn't it?
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, but yes, it looks like one Robin Xander song and then a bunch of uh, David Johansson and a bunch of Terry Reid. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe this one might be a little bit better because his, his last, uh, well, his, I don't know. His whole solo career has been pretty pretty spotty, you ask me.
1: You should get Dr. Fuck the thing on.
0: Yeah, that's what he needs.
1: Hell yeah.
0: You should get Dr. Fuck's dad. How about that? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> but uh, if anybody's interested, yeah. And uh, we may or may not be having an upcoming episode about Mr. Joe Perry.
1: We are? Oh, yeah, that's right, we are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's coming up soon, or later. Uh,
0: King Diamond guitarist Andy LaRocque says, King Diamond has some great ideas for the next album.
1: Yeah, well, you know, uh, I've never been disappointed by a King Diamond album, but what I'm really looking forward to is that DVD where I saw, like, some some clip that was like unmixed and shit, and it was amazing.
0: Oh man, that that show was absolutely incredible. That you know, my, my first and only so far King Diamond show, and and what a way to see him for the first time. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't film at my show, but yeah, I mean, it was just incredible. And I don't know what's taking so long to put this fucker out. Yeah, me neither. I, I think now it's supposed to be coming out next year. I mean they recorded this back in what, two thousand and fifteen or something like that, two thousand
1: fourteen? First day buyer.
0: Yes. Oh oh definitely, definitely for that, man. I mean that's <clears throat> wow, I kicked myself in the ass forever missing a King Diamond show after seeing that. I mean what a what a production, you know, besides the music, I think mean, it was just a really good show. So, uh you know, if, and if that hasn't come out, who knows when this new album could come out, but I think uh the King's gotta shit or get off the pot here soon. He ain't getting no younger.
1: Yeah, but, uh, but, you know, I mean, his body of work has he's still, like, you know, it's it's kept me... Uh, it's kept me on hold. I was just yeah. listening to um, Puppet Master the other day. I haven't heard that one in a while. And, uh, holy, holy shit, it's good.
0: Yeah, I, I need to give that one a listen to.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. They're I'll all good.
0: One, the one I liked a lot that you didn't like was, uh... What was that, Voodoo? Voodoo.
1: Yeah, I like Voodoo, that one. Voodoo was, no, the one I like the least is Abigail 2.
0: Yeah, I haven't heard that one.
1: Uh, yeah, I didn't like that one much. Uh, Voodoo uh, grew on me. I guess the last time I told you, I, I, I listened to it a few more times. and Yeah, I, I do enjoy that one a lot. I mean, I like all the others more except for Abigail 2, but Voodoo's good. It's a good album. Now I should give Abigail 2 another listen. Yeah,
0: there you go.
1: Love the King, man. Well, and and something
0: I'd like to see, uh, I I would like to see a a full-blown Merciful Fate uh, reunion album too before, you know, he calls it a day.
1: That would be nice, man. But, you know, enough. I want the original five. I don't want Snowy Shaw and drums and all that bullshit. I want Kim back with, you know, Timmy Grabber and Sherman and Denner, man. That's the Merciful Fate I love. But at the same time, it's like, their record is so impeccable. It's kind of like, yeah, you know, they can't. That, that legacy is so intact with me. It's like, but then again, I think, man, you get those five together and there's this nucleus that just is harder than I. You know, those well, albums are just fucking phenomenal. You
0: know, also, I would say coming off the strength of the show that I saw uh, where, you know, the guy can obviously still sing. But then to hear, you know, that that denner sherman project that blew my mind that was some really good shit so those guys can still write some fucking riffs
1: oh yeah no amazing stuff with uh sean on vocals who's on my facebook really nice guy check out his other band cage they're amazing especially the album hell destroyer good shit that guy's awesome too man
0: Yeah, and I I don't know if Timmy still plays bass or I don't don't know if Kim drums anymore but uh, that'd be great
1: yeah it would be amazing I mean he has come out of hiding I've seen pictures of him with when they uh, in Denmark they gave them an award like a few years back and Kim Ruzz was there right on
0: Uh, Iron Maiden has uh, their new live album online uh, Book of Souls a live chapter did you check any of that out why would I do that Ian
1: I saw the Wait. tour. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was alright. Yeah, right, but...
0: you you said you you liked the show and you liked the album better than I, me. So, yeah. and I know you. I know. I know. If there's one thing that gets your cockles warm and fuzzy, it's shitting on Bruce Dickinson. So I figured you would listen to it and you know have an opinion on on his vocals.
1: Yeah, but today I was getting my dick sucked. I didn't have enough time online. Ah, I didn't well, have sex today, but I had my dick sucked. Hey, that was pretty cool. Ain't nothing wrong with that. One of my better cum shots, too, I gotta admit. It's been a while, dude. You know, this is a public service announcement for all you young fucks out there. When you turn 50, you don't shoot that good anymore. But today, it was like, hey, whoa, I haven't seen one of those in like a decade. Right-o. All right off. alright back to the news. Uh, Yeah,
0: so they, they put up a... Uh... A video for a uh, live if eternity should fail and I didn't even bother because it was one of the newer songs so uh,
1: yeah, that, song, that song's okay I like I kind of like that one it's alright but
0: they did announce that they're doing a new uh, retro tour uh, this coming summer in uh, Europe so far no dates in the US just our luck because I know how they love to fuck us because we want to hear the old shit so we uh, figure
1: they'd come do the retro shit over here, you know? Yeah, but then again, that's
0: part of the whole reason they hate us. is because yeah. they have to do the right, retro shit over here. But, you know, I imagine it's going to be like their last few tours. They're not going to do a full-blown tour here. They're going to do like probably, you know, seven or eight dates that are all sporadic around here. Now, being that it is, uh, y- you know, doing a whole history tour... If I like the set list, because you know, once they have a set list, that fucker's damn near set in stone for the whole tour. Yeah. Uh, they're not one of those bands that really change it up that much, aside from maybe a song or here. But if it's a, if it's a solid set list, then probably me and my friend would travel to Texas to see it. They uh, they always play fucking Texas, but uh, I've never seen them come to New Orleans. But uh, I would travel for that. But after what I saw on the Final Frontier tour. I will never travel for a new album tour. Yeah, yeah,
1: that that was a terrible show. I went to that. That was terrible.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I felt bad for my buddy, you know. You know, he was expecting to hear, you know, a little bit more of the older stuff, even though I tried to tell him. Uh you know, but oh you know, well they've always been that way and fucking always will. Well, a lot of people are talking about Bruce and Bob Kulick tearing it up on the Kiss Cruise.
1: Yeah, I saw some of it wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh, but seriously, it's scab shit, you know? I mean, it's a tribute band, you know, seriously. All right, you're yeah. going to have Bob Kulik do some Paul Stanley solo song because he played on the album. Then you have Bruce Kulick doing some Asylum and shit like that because he played on the album. But, you know, here you have Paul Stanley on the fucking ship and he can't go up there and say, oh, then, then again, he can't sing anymore. I forgot. Right. Imagine yeah. him trying to do, like, who wants to be lonely and, so now you belong to me. Ooh, it's better. It's better that he stayed in his cabin.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Uh, but I gotta admit, I, I, I didn't watch any of the clips, but I, I did like the set list just cause it's different than the same old, same old shit that fucking kiss is doing lately. You know that, you know, not, not only does it sound bad, but even the set list is very, you know, unfulfilling. Uh but a lot of people were raving about it. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to check some of it out. I just, there's just something about Bob Kulik. Every time I see him, I want to fucking smack him.
1: Well, I did see a, a clip of a, a song that Kiss did on the cruise that they'd never done live before. And a song you don't like, but I enjoy it was tomorrow and tonight. They uh, opened the show with that. And it's a song. they. And it's funny. Cause Paul Stanley comes out and goes, we're going to do the song. We've never played live before. And it's like, yeah, it's a song off kiss alive too. <laughs> You're just right. telling everybody, we never did this one live. But then again, everybody on that boat's kiss nerds and they know they're kissed and they know that uh what is it, Tomorrow and Tonight and uh Hard Luck Woman are not recorded live on that album. And boy uh, did Paul Stanley sound like shit.
0: Oh yeah. Ooh. Uh, yes yeah, surprise, surprise. Um I I believe the tomorrow I'm not sure about Hard Luck Woman, but tomorrow and tonight wasn't that they, they did it at a rehearsal? I believe decided, a Harlock
1: and, Woman as well.
0: Yeah, and, and they, yeah, they did it in a rehearsal and then just added crowd noise to it.
1: Yeah, it was a sound check. I Want You. I Want You is a sound check too. I believe. I believe. Interesting. Oh, no, 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 no. I got it wrong. I Want You was from the Budokan show that was on HBO back in the 70s. But they, if you watch the HBO version of I Want You... It's the Kiss Alive 2 version, but when you listen to it, it's like, yeah, they did clean this up a bit, but I can hear it, you know? Right. Well, Phil Lewis says that
0: on their previously being 2 versions, I Like Guns, it was a terrible time for the band.
1: Duh. I yeah. saw that shit with Stacey Blades. It was terrible.
0: Yeah, I saw that uh, opening with uh, Wasp, right?
1: No, no, I saw them headlining. And I'm like, you know... Dude, if you're going to get somebody to replace Tracy Guns, make him a good guitar player. This guy was so sloppy and fucked up Electric Gypsy. I'm like, really? Get somebody else. There's a lot. Man, if I was to walk right now to my balcony door and throw a rock out the window, I'd hit a guitar player. You know? There's so many guitar players out there. What the fuck? Why this dude? Stacy Blades. Give me a break.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Stacy's not a cool name for it, dude that that there is bad even if your last name is blades it's like it's still not that yeah, tough
1: yeah, it's like tracy stacy Guns, blade you know what i mean yeah you see what you see what they did there
0: yeah uh but uh one thing that i was curious about uh, that i didn't hear too much talk about now that phil uh is is back with tracy uh where Stephen riley was in all this cuz i know he owns uh, you know, half the rights to the name and everything. And what Phil said in the interview is that even before he got back together with Tracy, he said he was he was leaving then and had already put in his resignation. I guess they had, like, tour dates booked. And he's like, after that, I'm done because, he said, uh, Steve Riley had no interest in doing new material. He just wanted to keep touring uh, on the old stuff and didn't see any upside to uh, doing any more records and and Phil was against that he's like well I I still want to do new music so I'm just going to go solo but I'll finish these shows and I I know Tracy hates Stephen Riley Uh, so I was just real interested like I didn't know if there was an ultimatum like where Tracy said you could play with me or you could play with him but he's not come in but it, it seems that Stephen Riley just didn't really care anymore And I got got a funny feeling, it's probably one of those situations where he might get a little percentage of what they do. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but man, it's wild, because that guy, even though he's in the videos and on the album, he actually didn't play on the first L.A. Guns album. No,
0: no, Mm -hmm. he was still in Wasp when that was recorded.
1: It was crazy, man. This guy's not even an original member, and he owns the rights. Well, Mm -hmm. I I think, well, him and and Tracy
0: really bonded, I I, I think especially after... uh, uh, you know, Phil left, and then Mark Grips left, and Kelly Nichols. So they were like the only two original. And I think they just kind of, you know, kind of like uh, what Rat did. You know, they kind of formed that pack during the the lean years. You know, like the corporation thing. And uh, you know, I and I still say fuck Tracy for ditching the band to go
1: join that horrible Brides of Destruction shit. You know, yeah, that, yeah. I've, that heard, was... I've heard a lot of bad things about Tracy. Brown. Really, uh, I mean back in the day. You ever heard the story of Phil Lewis and a spoon? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. You're going to love this one. And it's no rumor. It's actually the truth. Uh, uh, Phil Lewis likes to come on a spoon. Right? And there's actually a picture of him coming on a spoon. (laughs) Strange guy.
0: Yeah. Okay. What's that have to do with Tracy? What do you do? Like lick the spoon or something?
1: No, I don't know why. No, no. Tracy, oh. I've heard uh, like you know, like like when he left L.A. Guns, he did it, uh, you know, sporadically when they were had a tour and shit like that. And there was right. a couple other, and then there was a couple other incident. Oh, Nikki Six said bad shit about him, and but then again, Nikki Six is a dick. And yeah. uh, but I, I I I remember he had another. He had remember there were two L.A. Guns. Right. Uh, at the same time, I believe those guys said shit about him too. A lot of people said it was cool dealing with him. Eh, maybe he changes shit. I mean, he must have. He, and I saw LA Guns with Phil Lewis, this reunion shit, and it was fucking great, dude. I mean, they got a good band, man. That that other guitar player's amazing. And the oh, drummer, you mean
0: you, you mean you've seen him since he's gotten back with Tracy Guns? Yeah, yeah, I okay. saw it
1: like maybe three four months ago. Um, okay, it was great. It was really good. It was fucking awesome, actually. And they played a couple songs off that new album. Did, you, did Mr. X send you that new album? Yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah, you, you got to uh, tell Mr. X to send it to me. Uh, All right. Because I, you know, I remember they played two songs from that album, and they were great. They were really cool songs. So uh, I'd like to hear the rest of it before I purchase it. Right on.
0: That that's cool because I yeah I saw but You know, they always say that shit. He's like, oh, you know, uh, these were songs that could have fit perfectly on you know, cocked and loaded and shit. And, uh, but they always say that. But if you if you say they're new and they're good, yeah, definitely have to check it no, out.
1: I, I, I got to tell you, I thought they were better than stuff on Cocked and Loaded. Uh, you know? oh, that's right. That's
0: right. You don't like Cocktail and Loaded. Exactly.
1: I like Rip and Terror, That's it.
0: Uh, yeah, check it out. I, know, uh, I think Aaron Camaro said he really liked it, but Chris Sinzak didn't. Aaron Camaro? So, yeah. <laughs> future, future returning guest on the show. Next week, Aaron Camaro will be here, yo. That's right. Live in the studio. That's right. <laughs> alright well Geezer Butler says that uh, next year he'll see if he can get back into music apparently he's really enjoying uh, his retirement and doing a lot of traveling and uh, said uh, music is on the the least of his plans right now but that can change next year so uh, I don't know the, 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 the Geezer or GZR stuff uh I didn't like Plastic Planet at first when it first came out because I didn't like uh, What's-His-Name's Voice.
1: Yeah, I don't uh, like that guy either from... Uh,
0: uh, Fear Factory.
1: Yeah, from Fear Factory. Though uh, I like that album. I do like the album.
0: But, uh, you know, it, it it's, it's grew on me over the years, and I don't mind his voice as much now. I like the second album, Black Sign. It's a real weird yeah, album. It's a good album. Uh, but I like that one. The follow-up, I, I remember I pre-ordered that, like signed by Geezer and everything. And I, I thought that was horrible. Oh, uh, all right, send it to me. Did did you ever uh, did you ever hear that one, the one with the robot on the cover? No. Yeah, yeah, it didn't really do that much for me. But uh, I'd like to see Geezer do something, and I mean, shit, I mean, I, I really would like to see another True Sabbath album, you know, with with Bill. But who knows? I can, I got Finn, You're going to see some sporadic Sabbath shows. You're just not going to see a tour.
1: So. I don't know about that either. You know, I mean, Ozzy's gonna be touring until 2020, so I don't right. know. Right?
0: Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. If if it's like a festival thing, like a one-off date for like you know, Donington or whatever, you know, yeah. Download, whatever the fuck they call it. Now I could see some shit like that happening.
1: I'd really be surprised if they got Bill Ward.
0: Yeah, which is unfortunate.
1: Yep. All right. What, what else? they did to him was wrong, though, man. I mean, you know, I think. Yeah, this is your fucking drummer, and you and you side with management. I'm telling you, man, it was pure backstabbing. Yeah, but
0: they they had a history of that, you know. How come when they did that first tour with uh, with uh, Mike Borden on that drum, was I, terrible. How come he wasn't there then? How come they fucking replaced his ass on those two shitty fucking songs that were on the Live album?
1: he didn't no, he, play, he didn't play on.
0: Uh, he played on one. He didn't play Psycho on man. the other.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The other one was a, a drum machine, I believe. Yeah. But, so it, man, that guy was so. I mean, look, forget the fact that I don't like Faith no more. He didn't fit that band, man. He just, his drumming is too unorthodox. I mean, so is Bill's, but what he was doing was just ruining every fucking song. And I was like, oh my God, this is my first chance to see Iommi, Geezer, and Ozzy live. And then next year, the, 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 the real Black Sabbath. And let me tell you, man. That was a goddamn religious experience. That was yeah. so amazing. I, don't know, I think I, it was I, 2000. I'll tell you a funny story about that. My cousin, big, huge Aussie fan, just flew in from Cuba. I mean, he lived in Cuba all his life, came here, and the week he was here, the first week of him in America, I took him to see the original Black Sabbath. How cool is that? And You want to talk about mind blown? Because that guy's never even seen a light show. You know what I mean? Right. His light shows are candles. And he was like, oh, yo! he was like freaking out. Like, what the hell is this? You know? And he was telling me after the, after the show, he kept telling me, he was like, man, it was like I was living inside a movie, you know? Cause he's never experienced like, you know, and that had Slayer and I forgot right. who else was on that bill, but that was a good bill. That's when Oz Fest rules.
0: Yeah. 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 I'd have to go back and listen to, um, uh... You know some bootlegs from the tour with Borden because I mean I remember loving the show, but again I was so like seeing something I never thought I'd see, so I wasn't that I was just fucking happy. I don't think I was being that uh, critical, but I mean I was you know
1: <clears throat> I, was, I was I I really was happy to see them. I didn't give a fuck who was drumming, you know, just the fact that I could see those three. But believe me, I mean I'm I, you know me man, I'm there's yeah. no band better than Black Sabbath for me. And I was kind of like, what the fuck is this guy doing on drums? Get Aldridge, get, you know, whoever the fuck. But this guy, he was drumming like he does not Faith No More, you know? It was like, it just doesn't fit, man. Yeah, it well, I mean, I, 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 I,
0: I love his drumming, and I love the fact that he was such a huge, uh, you know, fan of Sabbath. And no, it the, was, guy, oh, the yeah. guy
1: is a great drummer. I'm not right. saying he's a shitty drummer. The guy's good, really good. It just didn't fit Sabbath to me. Yeah,
0: I, yeah, I would have to go listen. I mean, because Bill is my favorite drummer. So I, I, I'm going to have to go check some of those out and see. Bill but, nailed uh, it, too, man. He nailed it.
1: Yeah. He but was, it, Oh, you, you know, know and another thing about that Sabbath show I took my cousin to. That was the first show of the tour, and Ozzy's voice was fucking perfect. I never heard Ozzy sound better. And I realized at that show why Ozzy's voice is always fucked. Because in between songs, he screams too much. You know, it's like, but you know, his voice was still. I'm, I'm sure by the third show, his voice was shot because that guy screams way too much in between songs. You know, right?
0: But uh, I've I've kind of read and heard stuff that really makes me think that uh, that a lot of this shit with Bill Ward is is from Tony. You know, like Tony just doesn't have that high opinion of him anymore. You know. And, and it's got to be obvious, I mean, for, you know, why they would skip him like that. And, you know, the only person I think that has as close to a say in the decision-making of Ozzy is Tony. I, I mean, and that's no disrespect to Geezer. But, you know, it, it, until he had to sign some shit when they got back together, you know, Tony owned the name. You know, Ozzy was the bigger star, but ain't shit getting done without Tony Iommi's approval, you know. Yeah, but and I I, I think it was cheekness on the part of Sharon, and I think just who gives a fuck on the part of Tony, you know. But you know I you know f- fuck Ozzy because you know uh, you know Bill always stood by him, you know. Yep,
1: yep, and uh, all the you know when Ozzy turned sixty years old, he was the only Black Sabbath member at his birthday party. It was a surprise party, and, and yeah, man, Ozzy and Bill were height and then Ozzy comes out and says all this horrible things about Bill and it broke my heart because in the history of Ozzy Osbourne as far as I know he's been impeccably awesome but then that happened oh and then there's that rumor that he punched Randy Rhodes in the face when Randy Rhodes told him he wanted to leave the band if that's true that's fucked up too but yeah you also have to remember at that time Ozzy was a raging alcoholic he probably was like oh I did I did punch him you know but um.
0: Yeah, but also you know, fucking Ozzy made him too. I can see Ozzy being pissed. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah, but I mean, yeah, true, but uh, but still, you know, he, he wanted to go off and do his thing, man. It's like can't blame him, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like when your when your drummer wanted to leave uh, Eddie and the Boozers.
0: I fucking you know?
1: kill him. Yeah, but you know his liver, he had some cirrhosis of liver. He couldn't take it no more, and you punched him. And I I was totally against that too. Yeah, tough shit, you know. Yeah, that's right. It's rock rock and roll. Drink up, Johnny.
0: (laughs) All right, well, Ozzy says he doesn't think that he'll ever retire completely, and uh, and I agree with that. But I'm glad on this uh, supposed farewell 2.0 tour uh, that he has Zach Wild back. I mean, if you're going to go out, that's great.
1: I might go see him. They're playing uh, Jacksonville at a big festival. I might go. Oh, okay. I got, I got I got, a hook up there. She licks ass.
0: Oh. Sounds like a beautiful lady. Yeah. But yeah, he's still got uh, Blasco on bass and uh, Tommy Clitoris on drums. And Adam great, Wake. Great Nike. drummer,
1: man. That guy's an awesome drummer. He fit Black Sabbath better than Bill Ward, but again, it's not Bill Ward. See, they should have got him for that Ozfest. I thought he did fine with uh, Black Sabbath. You know, but I, I think he would have done better on Thirteen. Who was it that? Oh, that Rage Against the Machine guy.
0: Yeah, they they they, they should they should have got him. But that was yeah. a that was a a Rick Rubin call, and 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 once again, it shows you you know that you know and Tony just seemed like from the interviews I read like he didn't give a shit who fucking played.
1: Ozzy was pissed. Yeah, I remember Ozzy yeah, was we, upset about it.
0: Yeah, because that was you know his guy, you know, sure. and and he does for you know by all accounts I gotta admit like you know footage I've seen from that end tour uh you know he does good faithful renditions oh, of yeah. uh you know and I, I would say you know definitely more faithful than what uh vinnie apese did you know
1: and and you know one thing that mm, you can tell who a good a good drummer is when he does a drum solo on it and it doesn't bore you you know that, right that guy does a hell of a drum solo he's really good
0: oh god i i, I still you know i hate to talk ill of the dead but, oh, my God. Uh, and I, and I, I loved his drumming, but Randy Castillo's drum solo on the No More T- uh, No More Tours yeah, tour. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. I don't think I've ever been so bored. I mean, that one. Yeah. Uh, and I've great, seen some yeah, yeah. He was shitty a great drum solos. But, 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 uh,
1: You know, God. You know, I can't tell you how shitty his drum solo is, but I believe you because I don't remember the drum solo. <laughs> it wasn't memorable, you know.
0: Yeah, but it was long. <laughs> That's the worst part is when it's not memorable and long. And I and I know sometimes, uh, you know, you know, I've read stuff where they, you know, the the rest of the band likes a long drum solo because it gives them a break or a chance to you know, take a shit or you know, do some drugs or maybe you know, get a quickie in or something like that. So the the rest of the band appreciates it, but. It, a drum solo is such a, a, a fine line in, in a live show. I mean, I've seen some that are fucking amazing, but more than not, they're just fucking indulgent and boring, even worse than, than you know, a, a guitar solo, you know?
1: Yeah, but I'm telling you, there's some cases, like like Theater of Pain Tour, that was a phenomenal drum solo. Uh, Tommy Aldridge, you've seen him. yeah. That guy does a great drum solo, and you know what? He he's been doing the same exact drum solo since fucking 1980.
0: Oh, and where, he does, where he's smacking the drums with his hands. Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: when I saw him, I saw Pat Travers open for Ted Nugent in 1980. And That's the first time I ever seen Tommy Aldridge live, and dude, that same goddamn drum solo he does all the way up to White Snake during Ozzy. You know, but but it, it it's always great though. I mean, that guy, that's a monster drummer there too. Heard he's a dickhead, but I, a monster drummer. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard bad stories about Tommy Aldridge. Uh, when uh, they played here, uh, when he was in Thin Lizzy, like mm-hmm. a buddy of mine said he was a major dick. And also, if you look at the that that, that Anvil documentary, he kind of looks dickish when lips runs up to him. kind of looks like a dick.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah.
1: But, uh, but what a great drummer, man. And Alex Marquez's favorite drummer. Can you believe it? That's crazy. Yeah, it's his all-time favorite drummer is Tommy Aldridge. I love Tommy Aldridge. I think he's fucking phenomenal, you know? I think Lee Kerslake's better, though, on those Ozzy albums. Compare the drumming. Oh, no, no, you ain't going to think that. But I think the drumming on the first two Ozzy albums is better than Aldridge on Bark at the Moon. Uh, Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, I, I would agree so.
1: There you go. Over the Mountain
0: oh yeah. yeah
1: yeah and Little Dolls I mean that guy was a great drummer Lee Chris. yeah but,
0: but, but come on Frank Van wrote rode over the mountain
1: yeah there was a controversy about that yeah I know yeah he's uh, I think uh, Bob Daisley got all pissed off about it. how dare you take credit that's my job
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright well Dee Snyder is working on a metal album hell
1: yeah I heard about that with, with Jamie Jostason
0: yes Jamie Josta. thumbs uh, up Jamie and, uh, Jamie Jasta says Dee Snyder's voice is up there with Rob Hoffer, Bruce Dickinson, and Ronnie James Dio. And you know what? I agree. I agree too. Uh, that man has a voice. Still. Uh, yeah. And, and, and what a front man. But what pisses me off, it's like, God damn, why can't you do a fucking Twisted Sister album? Like a good Twisted Sister album. You know? Uh, it, it just sucks that they went out with, uh, you know their last legacy you know or their their last four you know we we're talking come out and play love is for suckers uh, a, a lame re-recording of uh stay hungry and a fucking queer ass christmas album you know it's like god damn you, you, you know why the guy can still sing and by all accounts i can still play Why can't you just write a new fucking Twisted Sister album?
1: Well, here's my point. And in no way it's a disrespect to Twisted Sister, because you know me. I'm an SMF. I'm a card-carrying SMF. Huge fan of the Twisted Sister shit. You know, uh, after Stay Hungry got spotty. But I really do feel that band, you know, other than AJ and Mark Mendoza, uh, the twin guitar attack is uh, not that great. Uh, It's great for what they did, but... uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if JJ and and, uh, and fingers can like make a fucking album that's, you know, that that'll be mind blowing. You know, I, they didn't even their guitar work even on their best shit wasn't mind blowing. So you get oh. like a mind blowing like you know a good example is Al Petrella on, on Widowmaker. I mean that was some mind blowing guitar on that album.
0: Yeah, yeah. But you know I, I don't know. Again, I think uh, I have a sneaking suspicion it all comes down to money. Oh yeah, uh,
1: JJ. You know JJ, the yeah, businessman. Yeah,
0: but but you know, I just can't help but think, uh, you know, if if you want to make some money, I think you're gonna sell a few more copies if you slap that Twisted Sister label on it. Of course. I I mean I mean look at that that last like uh, horrible that, shit Dee Snyder put yeah. out, you know, and and fucking nobody bought that. Nope. But you know. And not saying that it's going to go fucking platinum if you put TS on it, but it is going to get some more attention. Yeah, but you
1: know what? I don't care. It's not going to sell for shit, but if it's a killer metal album, I welcome D. Snyder coming back. Yeah. Monster singer. In my top three all time favorite frontmen. Well, top four David Lee Roth, D. Snyder, Phil Ensemble, and myself.
0: There you go. All right, what else we got here? Oh, now Mike Portnoy says he has no desire or interest to play with Dream Theater again.
1: Yeah, and and I bet you if they call him tomorrow, he'll be fucking right back with them.
0: Yeah, for, for a guy that kept saying how he would like to, you know, play with them again and everything, I, I think he's just finally beyond butthurt about the whole thing. I think he figured he'd be back in the band by now.
1: Have you checked out that Sons of Apollo yet? Amazing, and I got great news about that. They're gonna start their tour here in Miami on my birthday. Oh, nice! That's amazing, and I believe it's gonna be their first U.S. show. Well, Cause I heard something; it's their first show ever. But I was like, wait, I think I saw live footage of them somewhere on uh, YouTube. I, I don't. I, I think I, I
0: saw studio shit. I didn't. I don't think it was. Well, then
1: their very first show ever is gonna be in Miami. And it falls on my birthday. And it's on a Friday on my day off. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, uh, I, I haven't got
0: to check it out yet, but I mean, oh, I mean,
1: it's great, dude. It's the best shit he's done since he's left uh, Dream Theater. It's the best well, thing. Well, that's done.
0: not fucking saying much.
1: Well, I like Winery Dogs. I like the second Winery Dogs album. I think that album went very unnoticed. Because the first one was very, I don't know, I'm a guardish. But well, the second one's a little more straightforward. It was really good, but no. Nah, this fucking Sons of Apollo is mind-blowing. Wait till you hear this shit.
0: So, so it's better than uh, fucking Adrenaline Mob?
1: <laughs> I never heard them. I heard uh, their cover of, of uh, Mob Rules, and it was really good.
0: Oh, man, yeah. I don't know. It sounded very generic to me. What,
1: the Mob Rules? No, was
0: no, 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 no. I'm just saying what I heard, like, of their music.
1: That guitar player is a monster, though, on that Mob Rules cover.
0: That guy shreds. Yeah, Uh, Mike Orlando. Yeah, good guitar player, but it just, like, when it came down to the songs they were writing, uh, you know, and I've heard some Symphony X that I like, too, so I like the singer, Russell Allen. But it just seemed like so, like, I don't know, like, blatantly, like, fuck, you know, we're all 40, we got to get on the radio. Yeah, you know, yeah, it,
1: like an event sevenfold thing, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, I but, think I did hear it. I think yeah, I did. Hear if,
0: it. if I could compare it to anybody, it'd be like kind of, I, I kind of like Disturbed or something like that. Ooh. I don't know or Godsmack, just something ah. really bland and, and generic.
1: You know, oh, it, but
0: it's one of those things where you, you can't, you can't say the singing's bad, you can't say the musicianship's bad, but the songwriting just seemed like, Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like and you got to look at guys that are that age so you know what their influences are you knew what they grew up on it's like I don't know it just seemed like insincere like this is what they think kids want to hear kind of thing other than you know coming from the gutter showing their influences but uh but yeah I I need to check out the Suns the only one I'm not sold on uh and I don't know why there's just something about him rubs me the wrong way is Bumblefoot Oh, God, I love that guy. Great God. guitar player. Amazing. I don't know. Just, okay, first of all, the fucking name bothers me. And and, and then if you ever heard an interview with a guy, oh, my God, it, it's it's like nails on a chalkboard. And then what, like, little clips I've seen, it, it was just so masturbatory. I was like, oh, God damn. Sometimes yeah. it's what it's what you don't play. I'm not saying the guy, obviously he has talent. But you know what I mean? It's, it's like, sometimes you can only take that fucking Yngwie shit so fucking far. You know, you know so, so, and some people, uh, like like it never, like Steve Vai, I can listen to all day. You know, there's just something about Vai. Uh, Sat, Satriani, I can kind of, you know, I can take or leave.
1: Yeah, I, I get bored with Satriani. Yeah, I, and,
0: and again, I acknowledge his talent, but I can take it or leave it. Uh, you know, but Vi's so fucking weird, you know, he like, you can totally tell that he played with Zappa, because it goes in all these different directions, and there's just something I love about Vi, uh, but I, I don't know, but, uh, but maybe in the, in the confines of a band like this, and not hearing a guy just play, like, a fucking, you know, an Ingbay solo over fucking November Rain, I might appreciate the guy better, you know, so I, I'll give a check but I do like the vocalist, and... God, Billy fucking Sheehan. Holy shit. Amazing. And also, uh, somebody who I've checked out some of his solo albums, and I found them very listenable, was uh, Derek Sherinian. Oh, he's amazing
1: on this album.
0: Yeah, I have some of his solo albums. And, you know, I got a little bit of flack when we did our Dream Theater review, uh, because I was bitching about Jordan Ruin This, you know, because I think he is another one of those just, like, noodles too fucking much you know it's like everything's look at me look at me look at me don't look at the other guys look at me you know where I think you know uh what what Sherinian did is uh, he knows how to serve the song without making it all about him and I find that much more appealing than, than somebody who's trying to show off you know it's like you know in a band like Dream Theater where every fucking musician is of the utmost quality uh you know, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, keyboard is is the instrument I want to hear the fucking least, <laughs> you know, and and he's ruined a lot of shit for me. But a lot of people, oh, he's so much better than Sherinian. But to my ears, I'd rather hear Sherinian. That that's just me.
1: Me too. Yeah, yeah. I love I love Derek Sherinian.
0: Right on. So he yes. shines.
1: He shines on this album. Trust me.
0: Good. I'm I'm gonna have to uh, have to load that into the old phone and and uh, give it a spin.
1: Yeah, you're gonna dig it.
0: Oh, you know what, Mister X sent me. I need to send. I need to send you. Uh, got the uh, the Metallica, the Master of Puppets, like the eight disc.
1: Oh, uh, it should it should have been here today. I ordered it.
0: Oh, right on.
1: Or it might be here. Uh, I'll go check my door in a second. But uh, yeah, I, I ordered that. I ordered that motherfucker, yo. I got Ride to Lightning and Kill 'em All. Right. So I'm definitely getting that. I wonder. I wonder if. Uh, when they do injustice, because they're already working on it, uh, if they're gonna raise the base on it,
0: I hope they do. Yeah,
1: and I you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very curious to hear the, because you know, the live recordings on the ride right and master, uh, uh, kill 'em all, were a lot to be desired, because you got to remember, back then they didn't have money and sound. Well, they well, weren't terrible, but I'm, I'm yeah. wondering if these master of puppet live recordings will be better.
0: Well, I, I can answer your question there. Uh, no. <laughs> Bummer. Well, well, at least at least a one show because because when I got it, I was like, hey, I should, uh, I should pick one of the live tracks to play on my radio show, and I can't remember because there's a couple different concerts on there.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, there's like 20 discs in that shit.
0: Yeah, uh, and, and so I just picked one of them, and I I went. I think I checked out uh, Damage Incorporated and the thing that should not be, and. I was a little let down, not only with the, with the sound quality, but the performance. Oh, wow. uh, I, I, I felt left a little to be desired now, you know, uh, you know, got to be honest here, like both, both tracks, I listened to like a minute of each and, and just, you know, neither one of them grabbed me or I thought like, Ooh, what a stellar performance, you know, I was kind of like, Ooh, that's a little sloppy. Oh, what's that? You know, and it's one of those, like, if I was seeing it live back then, I probably would have loved it. Cause you know, live. You get caught up in the moment, you know, and, and, and you forgive a lot. But, I mean, just, uh, you know, to listen to it, you know, you, I, I can see why they didn't release a live album back then, you know.
1: Yeah, you know the Justice box that's going to have some quality live shit.
0: Oh, yeah, just because, you know, technology, they were getting bigger, you know, and better ways to record it. But, Speaking uh, of
1: which, uh, my, my, my niece just informed me, Jason Newstead's going to be down here, uh, he's got, like, an art gallery. He's an art. He does art. So I awesome. think I'm going to go on over there and uh, meet up with old Jason there, man.
0: I'd like to meet Jason. He seems like a cool dude.
1: He played a a, a benefit show for Puerto Rico here in South Florida. It was, like, a, a really shitty country bumpkin bullshit. Johnny Cash wannabe crap. And it was pretty terrible. But, yeah, he played it. And, and it was, like, dude, it wasn't even a bar. It was, like, outside of, under a tiki. You know, it was, like, 20 people there. It was pretty unique, you know? I was like, wow, look at this shit, you know? But uh, I, I like to meet him. I, I, I really do feel like Jason Newstead is extremely overrated as far as everybody was like, oh, he's the metal guy, and this and that. Yet, you know, everybody bashes Metallica during, like, the loads and shit. Hey, you know he was there too, right? You know? And, oh, no, he's ever... I love Jason Newstead and Flotsam. The first Flotsam and Jetsam album, if you fucking took out, isolated the bass on that album... It's a goddamn bass solo shred fest. He joined Metallica and of course they're telling him what to do. And he didn't really do anything. What did he do in Metallica? That was just mind blowing. Like, like Cliff did in Orion, yeah. you know, it's like he pretty much just kept the, the beat, but that guy was well, co- an amazing he co- bass player. He,
0: you know, co-wrote Black and if nothing else, I mean, there you go. Oh, Did he?
1: Yeah. Well, that shit's awesome. One, that may be the best Metallica song after he joined him. I think. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Blacken is the best song after the Cliff Burton era, I think. Well, what gets me with
0: Jason though, is I, I, I do think he's a nice guy. I, I don't think he was allowed to do that much. I don't think, you know, they even, you know, if he had an idea, I doubt they would even fucking, uh, you know, entertain it. Uh, but, but, I you know, it sucks that, you know, he leaves. And then Metallica starts to get good again, you know? And I've seen some people like, oh, it must have been Newstead. Like, no, motherfuckers. You know, it was fucking...
1: Newstead stood in line. Yeah, you know? Uh, Newstead it... was like the, you know, like Eric Singer. You know, you do what you're told.
0: Right. But, uh, you know, you know, it sucks because now, now that they're getting good again, you know, he doesn't get to be there for that. Even though, I mean, you could say, well, he was there for the biggest they ever were. Yeah, but you know, it, it's it's the era that you know real fans fucking slam, you know.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's wild how much respect that guy gets, and I, I I don't I don't think he deserves disrespect, but it's a little too much. And then he came up with that metal project, which I don't know, man. I I am sure you liked it. I, I just couldn't get into it, man.
0: You talking yeah. about you talking about Newstead?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the album called Metal, yeah. wasn't it?
0: Yeah. I, I it, didn't even
1: listen to it. I it's, it, I just didn't care. I saw a lot of people online love it, you know? And I was like, ah, I didn't find it horrible, but I didn't, I was like, dude, you ain't shredding on the base, man. Do shit like I live, you die. And, you know, like, you know, do day for the deceiver shit. Hammerhead, you know, say, t- do some thrashy, crazy, you know, show your fucking true talent. But I guess he's over that, you know, that was his youth and he doesn't want to be like that anymore. And obviously he's not metal. You know because it didn't work out now he's doing his little bluegrass thing you know i mean the whole metal thing was a whole money grab thing and i know a lot of people have a hard time admitting it but he he abandoned it and there is an interview where i saw there's a really good interview on jason It's called uh, why jason left Metallica." it's an hour long and he went into graphic details why he abandoned the metal project because it wasn't selling All right you know
0: yeah, Well, look, he had that Project Echo Brain that wasn't fucking metal either.
1: Ooh, that shit was terrible.
0: Yeah, that was bad. I did hear a little bit of that. That was Oof. bad.
1: alpha. The yeah. Voivod album he did was good, though.
0: Yeah, and I saw him with Voivod at OzFest. That was cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, but uh, that was good. And he also had another project. Oh, man, I had the CD here somewhere. It was while he was in Metallica. It had uh that dude that's still keeping... um. Sepultura going?
0: Yeah, that was it uh, Hate Hatred or something like I that? I think so.
1: I think, uh, or Hate H8. I yeah. know some numbers, or MC it, something. Yeah,
0: it was Hate, I think, H8.
1: Pretty yeah. good, pretty good. I got that CD. It, it was never released, but I got a copy of it, like a burned copy. It's not bad.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think they ever released anything.
1: I have it. I have it. It's somewhere in my collection, but uh, yeah, I guess it was leaked or something, but it's pretty good. It's not bad. Right on. All right, well,
0: Vivian Campbell says Ronnie James Dio would be very approving of what's going on with Last in Line.
1: <laughs> that guy's on crack. He would be super pissed, especially like you know Jimmy Bain and and uh, and and fucking uh, what's his face? Vinny goes back to yeah. jam with uh, Vivian after Ronnie dies. Ronnie would have been super. He would he would not approve this at all. And by the way, I love Last in Line. But uh, he would not approve it at all. I can't wait to hear the new one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I hope it's good.
1: What a great singer. Oh, my God. That was the best show. I'm telling you, man. It was. It's in my top ten greatest shows I ever saw in my life. Was the one where Jimmy Bain played his very last show. It was such a great, 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 great concert, man. They were so good, you know. It's fucking... And and the album's great, dude. The album's really, really good. I'm surprised it didn't, uh, you know, get more attention because it's a really good, solid album. Oh, well.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, Dave the Snake Sabo uh, talked about the failed attempt at a Skid Row reunion and basically said that problems that brought them apart back in the day resurfaced right away so they realized nothing had changed.
1: By yeah, pro- I actually listened to that interview.
0: And by problems, he means just Sebastian Bach.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you know, I got to, you know, one thing, you know, I mean, you, you know one band that doesn't do it for the money, it's goddamn Skid Row. You know, right. those guys really, really, like, they got offered, like he said in the interview, they got offered a lot of fucking money for a union, so they try to get it together. And then, you know, Sebastian was being a dick about it. Uh, the old problems arose, and they're like, you know what, fuck this. So, they, you know, they're going back to playing phone booths, and I don't know, man, I mean, I've I've met Dave the Snake, and in interviews, dude, that guy sounds like he's so goddamn grateful for everything he has. And he seems like a really nice guy, and when I met him, he was a super nice guy, but there is one thing I did not like about him. What's Uh, that? I invited him to do our podcast, and he never replied. Oh. Years ago. He read the goddamn message. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, uh, probably heard one of our episodes. Yeah, that'll do it. Probably heard of Slamming Solinger or something. <laughs>
0: All righty. Well, that's it for the news this
1: week. Now it's time to get in the review. What do you say? This week we're doing Euthanasia
0: 1994? Yes, sir. Ooh, I got that. I got, ta- ta- tail end of 19... It came out in November of 94. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep, a Megadeth album that, uh. Well, whatever. Uh, I believe, uh, Ian, you told me, though, you didn't go into detail. You said, I want to talk about something before we start the review, so take it uh, away. Well,
0: uh, I kind of got to do a, a little dedication for this because, uh, even though this person isn't on the, the Facebook page anymore, uh, Justin Childers. Uh, I, I want to dedicate this in his honor because uh, that, does he love this album uh, but he lost his mother the other week oh shit
1: uh, my condolences yeah, to Justin. yeah. Sorry, so it,
0: you know sometimes shit goes over you know what little fights we get in on Facebook I want to dedicate and it was a very very sad story no his no mother, it's
1: terrible yeah as, as, yes. as much as I uh, have problems with the guy or vice versa really Right. Um, losing a mother is a terrible thing. I, I you know, I, I dread the day when I lose my mom. So, my heart goes out to Justin Childers.
0: Yes, and and, and his mother died of a horrible disease called black lung, uh, that you know is, is not an easy death. Apparently, uh, what happened is uh, Justin and his whole family were at this uh, march in North Carolina. Uh, where they were protesting black people. Oh
1: come on! So, no, so wait, wait, wait. Just tell me, his mother's alive then? No,
0: no, 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 She passed away. No, it's hold on. I'm gonna get into it. Uh, but uh, you know, Justin and his whole family were there. You know, protesting. You know, you know, uh, against blacks and you know other minorities and stuff. And uh, his mother was was screaming at a like a you know they had counter protesters that showed up at the march and. Uh, you know, his mom screamed out, like, you know, go back to Africa! So, uh... So when that happened, one of the counter-protesters, an African-American man, uh, pulled down his pants, whipped out his dick, and just grabbed Justin's mom by the back of the head and just shoved his dick in her mouth. And, I mean, there's chaos going on and all this shit. But then at one point, Justin's mom actually grabbed... Uh, the African American by the buttocks, and like, you know, was like pulling him in. <laughs> Justin got so mad he hit his mother in the back of the head with a tiki torch, and it it, it made it, it made the soul brother go balls deep into his mother, and and his his a large black penis actually pierced her lung, uh, hence she died from black lung
1: uh disease. Oh, man dude yeah that's it, brutal it, 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 what a yeah, way to go huh
0: yeah it's it's one of those things that's a, it's like uh oh man you know you go there with your family you know in unison you know and then you find out you know what your mom really digs you know and it, it's unfortunate, you know cuz you know god damn I'm surprised you didn't see this on the news cuz it was on CNN and they were interviewed all these people and they said they were surprised that Justin was so upset about this because they said in North Carolina it's been known for generations that children's women were keeping up with the Kardashians before it was cool, if you know what I'm saying. So, uh... But still, yeah, his, his mother died from a large, large black penis uh, going so far down her gullet that it pierced her lung. And, uh, and I know Justin uh, liked this movie, and... Uh, you know, I mean, I mean. Luckily for Justin, you you don't even go to jail for that in North Carolina. You probably get like some kind of medal. Uh, you know, uh,
1: remind me oh, never to piss you off, Ian.
0: <laughs> oh, the video was horrible though. He, he, he smacking like, in the back of the head with the with a flaming tiki torch, calling her a race traitor, and it, I mean, it was it was vile. You know, it, I, it, it,
1: I, I do want to thank you, Ian, because of this black lung disease thing you just talked about. Now I'm yes. gonna be a little more careful when I find the girl in my dreams, because you know I want her to do that.
0: Right, right, but but yeah, I mean it's it's uh, that shit
1: it's, flies down here.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's it's a very sad story. I mean, luckily for Justin, he's not going to jail because you know that shit's actually encouraged in North Carolina. Uh, but uh, but but sad, he's he still lost his mother. You know, and the worst part of the story is uh, is, is is the African American fellow didn't even get a chance to nut. Uh, you know, uh, which is is really it's like she died for nothing.
1: Man, just uh, when you thought that guy couldn't get more upset with you, this that's just I gotta hand it to you. You really are brutal. You're worse than me, and I thought I was bad. What are you saying? This is fake news? No, no I'm not. I'm, right not right. I'm not saying it's fake news. It's just the fact that okay, Justin's mother died of of black lung disease, which is terrible. I admit, but when, then yes. when you went into the details about it, it's kind of like uh. Too much info <laughs> you know well dude, uh, i i hope i hope uh all kidding aside i hope justin's mother is alive and uh no, she's I, dead. She's I, dead. okay but i i still have hope that you know because cnn does have fake news so yeah. i i i really hope uh justin's mother's alive and i hope that she one day realizes that her last name is childers chowder they yeah, I mean childhood. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She really. Yeah. Well, you know, they don't. They don't really teach well uh, uh, reading over there in North Carolina. Yeah, exactly.
0: But uh, you know, everybody knows uh, Justin's mom loves dark chocolate. That's all I'm going to say.
1: <laughs> I hope my future wife does too. <laughs>
0: the darker, the better. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah. So, so I dedicate this to the memory of uh, you know Justin's mom who died choking on a black cock that went so far <laughs> down her gullet it pierced her lung
1: well I can and tell you this I hope my my cock. future wife does not like dark chocolate I hope she likes dark chocolate. you know what I'm saying multiples <laughs> multiples baby yes Grrr. yes yes
0: but unfortunately only uh childers come in, in bite size uh dark chocolate only comes in like like the biggest like Charleston chew you ever seen in your fucking life uh by the Yo. way,
1: by the way, Ian, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I, add, I added uh, Childers to the, to the, to our group page, the real child, you know, the one I knew, the girl that has the same last name, oh, that, okay. that pronounces it Childers, though right. she's not, she's not a big fan of rock or anything, but she loves the Bee Gees, and you know, I put up that very good picture where I said, yes, so yeah. I added her, and I tagged her on and saying, check this out, you know, uh, Childers. <laughs> Childers, Whatever. Well, yeah. well, uh, my condolences, if it is true, if CNN actually gave a true, my condolences. But I have faith that uh, Justin Ch- uh, Childer's mom is still alive and that what you heard was bullshit. But I do totally uh, believe the black part.
0: Well, I, I don't know. I, I, I think you're wrong there. But if she is alive, I know quite a few Harlem Globetrotters who are very happy. I know. Um, you know
1: how I know they're very happy? My mom told me.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah.
1: <laughs> She's like so, meta lo negro, meta duro. <laughs> oh my god, my mom's a fucking saint. You know we're the CNN of podcasts when it comes to our moms. I hate to break it to everybody, but our moms are not whores. But goddamn, it's funny talking about them being whores. I see my, you know, I look. I'm not gonna lie, man. This this happened to me maybe two years ago. I'm hanging out with my mom, and that thought came to me, what we talk about her. And yeah. I looked at her, and I just thought, man, if she only knew, she'd probably disown me. My mom's a fucking saint, dude. Seriously, she's she's such a... Well, she's a nag, though. But, oh, you know, like, well, what you So is
0: Justin Childers' mom, and I believe she fucked all the New Orleans Saints. Uh, <laughs> true story. True story. That's not fake news. That's that's
1: real. Yeah. That's real. So that went... She,
0: she fucked them all, but, but Drew Brees, because he's
1: a honky so when she goes to football games she kneels but not because of the flag
0: yeah yeah she just kneels out of habit
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm sorry justin i didn't join in that one <laughs> come on it was a good joke come on
0: I'm so all right afraid. well let's talk about something that sucks more than justin children's mom at a fucking
1: nba game oh, uh,
0: let's talk about megadeth
1: megadeth uh euthanasia yes sir All right. Um, I want to speak about when I first heard this record. Yes. Um, Not the first time I heard the record, but the first time I heard about it. MTV um, played the video, Train to Consequence. And I'll talk about that song when we get to it. Okay. But I was like, ooh, all right. Yeah, okay. And then, uh, you know, I am a Megadeth fan. Um, Honestly, Countdown did disappoint me. uh when I first got it. I mean you know, you know actually I'll be quite honest and this rarely does happen to me but it does happen on occasion. Uh I bought Countdown and I was like, ah oh, this album's good. Okay, it may not be as good as uh Rust in peace, but it's a good album. But then as time went by I was like uh oh, no it ain't right. really that good. Yeah you know, it's right. one of those you know quick bursts I was the
0: same way. Same way.
1: Yeah yeah I thought and I'll never forget my friend, Paul Gay, who's uh, his real name Paul Gay. But he used to always go around saying his name was Paul Williams. Uh, but it was really gay and he hated Metallica with a passion that he was the biggest Megadeth fan. And I'll never forget him calling me going Well he got countdown before me and he was like that's it they Metallica is about to get defeated finally oh my god the new dude let me tell you something the song Countdown Extinction is about animal torture and you know how chicks love that and this and that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're gonna, you know, they, they really made, they really nailed it. Now this is the best album they've ever done. And I'm like, holy shit, I can't wait to hear this album, man. So I put it on. I'm like, damn, this is a good album, but mm, I don't think it's the best album. But hey, it may grow on me. I may be Paul Gay later, like Paul Gay. And then, like as you know, by the time Euthanasia came out, I was like, yeah, Countdown was kind of weak. Come on, Mega, have come back. So well, uh, I, I I found that's happened
0: a lot of times to me. Um, You know, a band that you love so much, when a new album comes out, your anticipation is so high. You know, you're just so psyched for it that, you know, on initial, you know, your first initial listen, you're like, yes, 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 yes. You know, new, whatever. And you're all like, ugh. But to me, the true test of time is, okay, two months later, are you still listening to them? You know, because I was kind of that way with the last Slayer album. Loved it. Loved it. I was like, oh, God, this is so good. This is so good. Oh, God damn. I, I love it. I love it. But you know what? I really haven't gone back and revisited So do I really love it as much as I initially said I did? Or was I just so excited for a new Slayer?
1: I do have something. Okay, a re. Uh, I have some, we reviewed that album, right? Yes. And I gave a bad review to a song that I think is really good now. Because it came on my shuffle the other day. And I was like, damn, right. this is really good. Uh, I can't remember the title Something Stillness
0: Yeah yeah. Oh and that's a song I hated The first time I heard it There you go And then I liked it later But it's one of those things Like I still I like the album But the true test is Well if I like it as much As I say I do Why don't I listen to it more Why do I keep going back To you know uh, You know Hello8s And Rain of Blood
1: You're You're you're, you're a more You defend Slayer More than I do Because I'm kind of like Stuck in the past With Slayer where yeah. I really, I mean, maybe I should go back and listen to Diablos and God Hates Us All. Oh,
0: see, and I, I, I do, I, I love those yeah. albums. But, but again, I'm not going to lie. When it comes down to it, like, if I'm going to throw on, like, oh, I'm in a Slayer mood, I always go back to the old shit more than the new shit. But when I do listen to the new shit, I enjoy it. And I will, I'll go to the grave defending uh, Diabolus. I mean, even though it, it is different,
1: it's bouncy man i remember it being so bouncy and i gave it a chance like two years later i was like oh fuck you slayer
0: i i I don't know but you know maybe it's you know a difference in age yeah and and, and maybe maybe i was more willing to accept uh but man when i remember when it came out it fit in perfect uh but you know because because it was kind of of the time but to me it was better of course than most of the other bands that were coming out
1: but it did fit within the time but and I, I really love Scrum. F- Scrum was a good song. Yeah. Either.
0: I, I, I really like a new faith. I, I, I fucking adore new faith. Oh, shut up. Okay. Bye.
1: Just kidding. All right.
0: All right. But enough about those. Uh, let's get into this band. And you talked about when you first uh, heard this. Well, no, I, you- I
1: I No, no. I want to talk about because you know what? It's part of the review. The first time I actually put it on uh, yeah. that. It's very important that I should leave it for reckoning day. Uh, My first time listening, my first reaction to the first time I heard the first song. But you haven't talked about when you got this album yet.
0: All right. Well, uh, I got, i was a first day buyer.
1: Yeah, me too, by the way. Uh, You know,
0: love Megadeth. And, uh, but Countdown was one of those that I could honestly say when it first came out, I was like, oh my God, this is so good. This is so good. But it was much like the Black Album. Uh, after a couple months, I kind of realized, ooh, this isn't as good as the other Megadeths, you know. But uh, but I but I had hope, you know. But around this era, I mean, really, it was all about fucking Pantera, you know. Once Cowboys came out and I got on that, like every other band was judged by Pantera. And the Big Four, I I, I adored the Big Four. I loved Big Four, probably more than you i probably like more of the big four's overall catalog than you do but the big four is really much more your era than mine even though i grew up with it i was still so young that i really like like pantera was my ages everything you know that was our black sabbath our Led zeppelin You, you know our you know be all end all was pantera but I still, of course, grew up with the Big Four. Loved the Big Four, um, and when this came out, it was uh, it was weird because I remember hearing uh, "Train of Consequences" and I was like, I I dug it, but I was like, it isn't thrash, you know. This isn't you know, you know. Every song on Far Beyond Driven is harder than this, you know. But as a song overall, I thought it was good. But I kind of saw almost like a change of the guard. Like, almost like, well, now these are the old guys. Uh, but w- but one thing I do remember is uh, how good I thought the album sounded, uh, sonically. You know, a little too clean, but I was like, god damn, the production. Especially, you know, coming from somebody who I love so far, so good, so what, but even I knew the production wasn't, you know, quite up to snuff. Uh, but I was like, Wow. You know, it wasn't as pristine and, and thrash-perfect as Rest in Peace. But uh, to me, I was like, okay, Max Norman doing a damn good job on this. And even back then, I followed who producers were. And, you know, because I always read fucking credits. I knew who did what. And I was like, well, sonically, it's a good album. But, uh, you know, it's not as thrashy as it was. But, uh but I was eagerly anticipating this because I, I was wanting a rebound from Countdown.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I was expecting, I was expecting something better than Countdown. And uh, is it better than Countdown? Well, want to get into it?
0: Yeah, I want you to take the first track, which is "Reckoning Day."
1: Okay, and this will go back to how I first heard this album. Uh, I remember it well. Uh, in that time when this album came out, I was really in bad shape financially. And um, it just so happens, that day this came out, my friend Eve from New York. Oh, I love Eve, Eve Starr. Yeah, Eve Starr, uh, from New York, was down here on vacation, and she, you know, she had a rent a car, and I didn't have a car at the time. So I said to Eve, Eve, the new mega that's out, let's go get it, you know? So um, we went to the store, and 94, the rent a car was, was top notch, because it had a CD player in 94. Nice. So, we put in the CD and the first thing I hear is Reckoning Day and her and I both said wow this is fucking awesome it is a great opening track I was like I mean just that opening chord this song never unlike uh, Countdown never never lost me because I I I listened to this album this morning to take notes because I don't go back to this album at all And I realize now why, but when I heard this song this morning, I was like, dude, this is a great fucking Megadeth song. Yeah, sure, it's not a thrashy song, it's not uh, complicated, because that's what I love about Megadeth, the jazz fusion, crazy thrashy speed metal, but this is not that. And I love the little tribal drum thing, you know, because I'm a a spick, I like those tribal drums. And uh, the simple riff and uh it's it's on megadeth and uh and i love this song i think reckoning day may be tied for my favorite track on this album because there's another one i think that's just as good what
0: do you think all right uh love it a great opener now this is this is megadeth uh you know a little spoiler alert to me this is not a thrash album this is a traditional metal album. I, I think they totally abandoned the thrash.
1: This is the first They're, album they totally abandoned it.
0: Oh yeah, to, totally abandoned. There, there, there's little glimpses on, on Countdown, uh, but you could see where they were going, and basically it's chasing and Metallica, and you know, I, 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 I can't lie, I do feel bad for David Stage, even though like he's notoriously a prick. Uh, you know, like, he didn't get that number one with Countdown because of uh, fucking Billy Ray Cyrus uh, kept that album off the number one spot. Like, can can this guy just get, like, one number one album so he can get over the Metallica thing? And that was
1: his only chance.
0: Yeah, that was his only chance. And, and, and I do feel bad for him, man, because he deserved it. I mean, Billy Ray Cyrus is now a joke. It's a flash in the pan. It's, it's even a little bit different than, like, you know, um, synchronicity, pyromania, nineteen eighty four being held off the charts from uh, Thriller. You no, know, because I, I mean, you gotta admit, Thriller is a great fucking album. Whether no, you, whether no, you, no,
1: I can't, I can't admit it.
0: You, you know, and and it is, it, it's a fucking an anomaly in pop music culture. I mean not like it. That that was just a phenomenon uh, that you can't deny, e- even if you don't like it. You can't deny the phenomenon that was Thriller. You know what's also uh, phenomenal,
1: phenomenon on Ian?
0: What's that? He's nuts. Uh. uh got him! Got him!
1: Uh, but, you know, I, I, I feel
0: bad for Mustaine, but you can see, like, he tried to take it a notch more, because he knew, like, okay, hey, I went a little bit lighter with Countdown, and it was his biggest success to date, was Countdown to Extinction. And, I mean, I... Dude, I mean, remember the first time you heard fucking sipping the structure, you're like, oh my god, is...
1: Good. oh well no, i i you know what when i first uh, i had a different review i didn't go really? oh my god it's good but i didn't hate it but you know what i thought when i first heard symphony destruction i thought now here's a <laughs> song that can catch on right you see there's there's stuff that you hear that you you know you don't find it bad but you also think to yourself this is ha- this has mass Oh, oh, yeah. uh, mass appeal. You know
0: what I mean? And, and to me, Simp- and Destruction was very much like an Inner Sandman. This is something exactly. that could, yeah, ap- yeah. It, it could, it could appeal to everybody. And I do, even though I never in my life ever want to hear Inner Sandman again, uh, I can appreciate uh, the simplicity and the awesomeness of it that can reach
1: multitudes yes, of fans. That's a song yes, that you hear yeah. and you're like, this has mass appeal.
0: Yes, I, I, I get... I get why it's a hit. And I was the same way with Symphony Destruction. But, you know, I didn't like it as much as, as Rust of Peace. Fuck, I didn't like it as much as So Far, So Good, So What? You know, which is still one of my favorite ones. I, I love So Far, So Good, So What? You know,
1: can I say something? Can yeah. I cut you off? Cool, yeah, dude. Thanks, brother. Um, Look, it's a weird situation with me. Where, you know, as we already did so far so good, I like Set the World on Fire and the first song, whatever it's called. But I thought Side 2 was very weak. I didn't like Anarchy. I didn't like um, Mary Jane. But I love Side 2. Now...
0: Oh yeah, yeah. 502.
1: In My Darkest Hour, Liar and Hook and and Mouth. mouth. Forget it. I mean, that's Megadeth masterpieces right there. Yeah. But Countdown has more songs I like, you know, if you add it up. But it's a situation where the way I roll, dude, it's quantity over, I mean, quality over quantity. Right, so even right. though I like more songs off Countdown, they're still not as good as Side 2. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. So oh, I wow. will i will over take dude. So Far So Good over Countdown because of quality.
0: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, I totally agree. But this is, you know, once again, we're getting into the CDH now. Where, you know, it used to be... I'm a firm believer in the rule of ten. Ten songs to a fucking album. Thrash or die, baby! Yeah, but I'm a firm believer in that you weed out the, the, the fucking weak ones. And and, and, and and it's all killer, no filler, whatever you can fit on vinyl. Thrash or die, baby! Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, uh To get back to Reckoning Day... Um... Uh, I think it's a great opener and a great rocker. It's a different side of uh, Megadeth, but I think it's one that uh, is very important. Is he can write like a very good basic metal song. You know, he would take this, you know, in my opinion, way too far, but he can write a great basic traditional heavy metal song. To me, this is one of them. But where this motherfucker shines is this is the greatest, in my opinion, the greatest guitar player in thrash is Dave Mustaine. My opinion too, bro. You, you know, and, and and it sucks to see him abandon that. But man, he can really take it down a notch, and he can do something that, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's fucking heavier than Motley Crue. But to me, it's much more in mind with the, you know, the 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 new wave of British heavy metal. He can come up with a Great commercial, yet just basic rock song. and I think he did a great one with this, and when I heard it and the production on it by Max Norman, who, you know, did one of my favorite metal albums of all time, Diary of a Madman, uh, you, know, you know, I mean, it just, everything hit on this. It's not thrash. Of course, I want heavier out of Megadeth, but there's no denying, Reckoning Day is just a great basic metal song.
1: It sure is, it. dude. I love it. And the production on *Reckoning Day*—fucking wow! It's very bombastic and oh, and those
0: drums! I, yeah. I, I, lo- I, I love Nick Menza. Nick Menza, by no way, you know, is is better than Gar. Gar will always be the standard that was set. Gar Samuelson was fucking amazing.
1: Gar but- Samuelson was like Bill Ward, and this guy is more like. Uh, well, I wouldn't say Vinnie a Peace. He's way better than Vinnie a Peace. But you know what I'm trying to say. he He's, right. uh, he's, he's kind of like, uh, all right, a better. I, I, uh, I, a would, better, say,
0: I would say Nick Menza is like Eric Carr.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I would say, uh, uh, look, let's look at it this way. I would say, uh, um, oh, God damn it. Gar Samuelson is Ozzy and Sabotage era where Nick Menza is Ronnie James Dio. You see, you know what I'm trying to say?
0: Oh no, no, I I totally get that. But Nick Menza was solid as fuck. No, I I'm mean, saying like Ronnie James oh, yeah.
1: Dio's solid as fuck. Oh yeah, Nick Menza was a a perfect drum machine, like uh, you know, not, not a drum machine like Matt Sorum, right. but a but, machine, but, you know.
0: But but Nick Nick Menza was a a metal drummer in a thrash band
1: and an incredible is, drummer, incredible drummer, yeah. nice guy. I met him, uh, and believe it or not, going back to Dave Mustaine, he was nice when I met him, and it was you know, I guess. And you got to remember the timeline when I met Dave Mustaine at the Fountain Blue at that time, when I met him at that very time, countdown was number two on the charts. Right. Uh, Cause uh, that's their that's first, awesome. their first show of that tour was Halloween, 1992 or three, whatever that year that came out uh, at, with suicidal. And I saw the first show of that tour, headbangers ball was there. And um, Ricky Rackman was there and people were throwing stuff at him. It was glorious. Nice. All right. Cool. You All like right. uh, you like the next one, dude? Train of Consequence. All right,
0: I'll take this one. I fucking love this song. I love this fucking song. But again, it's 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 kind of weird because this is not a thrash song yet it's Megadeth. Um, but in, you know, to me, Megadeth doing a song like this, they're far more successful than what I think Metallica did with Load or Reload, you know, where they tried to step it down for the masses. I think this is a way better written song, you know, that I fucking love it. And and, and a great choice for a single, I remember watching this video like crazy on MTV, and uh, man, I really dig this, but yet it's so weird for Megadeth. For Megadeth, you want something I want a little bit more wake up then you know something like that this this is way lighter than that but I cannot deny what a well-written awesome metal song this is. I I really dig it what do you think
1: it's another winner and this was the first one I heard the video and uh, I know when I first heard it I wasn't like wow this is amazing I was kind of like oh this is interesting this is Megadeth trying something new and achieving it it's got a great groove this one I love. It's like one of the greatest Dave Mustaine vocal performances. Oh, it's well, on I, this song.
0: I, I I think this album contains the best uh, Dave Mustaine vocals ever, ever. Throughout the album, this is the best Dave's ever sounded to me vocally. I, I, I think just phenomenal, top of his game.
1: Yeah, he sounds great. The melody is awesome. I love I love the the little changes. The the vocal melody change is different. I'm doing you a favor as I money. money. You know, this, this is one that, you know, the more I heard, the more I loved. And uh, it's very different uh, than um, Megadeth. You know, Megadeth is known to be like one of these jazz, fusion. I mean, early Megadeth jazz fusion really hard to play. Where this one, it's much more simpler, but it sounds hard to play still. To me, it sounds complicated as fuck. But... Not like the speed metal way that they, they did, and and this song features harmonica, dude. And I hate harmonica, and yet it works here, and that's very rare for me. I mean, what what else worked with harmonica? The Wizard by Black Sabbath, and uh, um, hmm, right. hmm, uh, I don't know what else. But damn, I love the harmonica on this. Yeah, it's, it's way better.
0: It's way better than Blues Traveler.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, and way better than the other harmonica that shows up on this album. But uh, we'll get into that. We'll get to that. But uh, yeah, love this. Uh, this album's so far like hitting hitting the mark, man. I'm digging it. So then we go to the next one, Addicted to Chaos. And here's where I stopped. Okay. Oh, God. This is forgettable. This is boring. This does nothing to me. It's like going to the dentist with no Novocaine. I call this song a driller filler. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All That's right, it wasn't welcome. that good.
1: Well, at least you liked it. I didn't like it. I, thought, I didn't right. think that was funny. I laughed. Yeah, I thought it was okay.
0: All right. Uh, what do I think about this song? Not a standout, but to me, it's a it, it's a solid album track, and, and and that's what it is to me. I mean, there's no way it has no single potential. I don't want to hear this when I see him live. Uh, but I don't think it, it, it's horrible. I just think it's an album track. Um uh, no, no better, no less. Uh, but not horrible so there you
1: go. Right on dude All right, well, I'll take the next one. I already know man. I've heard you bitch about this song way too many times Go ahead let it
0: out which is called a turd in the punch bowl. Yeah, or a to tu- a to tu- a tout le bone Okay, first well, that, of means, all,
1: that means that means turn a punch bowl in French. Did that's you know right. That? First of all, there's no language
0: In the entire world that I cannot stand more than French uh, and I apologize to any of our French listeners. It's, it's not a comment. And and I,
1: Canadian, by the way, Canadian yeah, well, listeners, uh, apply fucking
0: as Marcus Welby, well. Mar- you know they they talk that shit too. But to me, French is totally like baby talk. I I can't stand it. Uh, you know it, the funny thing. Here's the liberal. I love German because everything said in German sounds like you're gonna fucking kill somebody, and it sounds like you mean what the fuck you're saying.
1: And that you know, tone of like, voice, like those background oh, vocals, and oh.
0: It's a, it's a violent language, and I love it. But where, where where French is very much a pussy, sissy kind of fucking... <laughs> you know, oh my God, it's, it's so fucking... It's so fucking faggoty. And, and I don't mean that as a slam on gay people, because even gay people are like, yeah, I'll take a man of my ass, but I'm not going to talk baby talk.
1: No, but you got to admit, I mean, well, every time we say faggot on this show, you got to remember... We are not thinking of gay people. We just hate bundles of wood.
0: Yes, yes, yes. We are a big fan of the gay community.
1: You know, uh, we like trees to not be cut down and put and, and tied up. That's bullshit, man. That's faggot shit.
0: But uh yeah, it's one of the, we're, we're a victim of the age we grew up in because when we say faggot, we don't necessarily mean gay. We just mean something like like Worse than worse.
1: Yeah, like and I, and, I, and
0: I hate to attribute that to the homosexual community uh, because they don't deserve that. Uh, but it's it's when we grew up, you, you know. But uh, maybe we should do always do a precursor. When we say faggot, we don't mean an actual faggot. We mean like, oh my, like like Justin Chavis. We mean Justin <laughs> Uh
1: No wait, but you know, I got I gotta say, I got a new, I got a I got a word for 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 gay people. That is not so detrimental as faggots. It's called "Thank You for Giving More Chicks for Me." I know it's a long word to give them. It's a sentence, but more right. chicks for me. But bisexuals, oh, I don't like those guys.
0: Yeah, yeah. but uh,
1: those guys are faggots.
0: Oh, this, this was a song when I initially heard this. I was like, "This is so bad. This is so bad." But the funny thing is, I'm listening this when I first bought it. I knew, I knew right then that this was going to be a single. I knew it was going to be the second single because it's, you know, it's them trying to do their fucking, you know, unforgiven. You know, this, this is our crossover song. And and what what I hate is when you hear a you know a ballad or a slower tempo song when you know right off the first listen that it's contrived. You know that it didn't come out of necessity. A song that came out of necessity was uh, in my darkest hour. That wasn't like, oh, we have to write a ballad. That just naturally came out of fucking Dave Mustaine, you know. It's like Aerosmith when you hear songs like "Fucking Home Tonight," you're like, they didn't plan that shit, you know. They didn't plan "Fucking uh, Seasons of Wither." It just came out. But then when you hear songs like "Crying," you know all this other shit. You know, you know it's the contrived like we have to have a ballad on the album. And, uh, you know, I, there's a quote I loved about uh, Joe Walsh made. Where he goes, oh, in the 80s, he goes, I loved heavy metal. He goes, I loved heavy metal. He goes, but then when they started doing the ballads, I checked the fuck out. So that's all you need to know. When Joe Walsh says you're fucking up, you're fucking up. Cause Joe Walsh kicks ass.
1: That's awesome. I, yeah. I, I always liked Joe Walsh, but I love him now. Yeah. I love no, metal. It, oh, metal yeah, beat. no.
0: No, oh, he was—he was very. He goes, "Oh, I love the metal bands." He goes, "I love the guitar work." He said, "He said, but when it became all about the ballad single, he's like, I checked the fuck out, you know." You know and,
1: that fucker was into Priest if he loved metal in the '80s.
0: Oh yeah, but you know, I mean, but, but what an honest and sincere answer, you know. And and that, that's how I feel about this one. But as we were getting ready to uh, review this up, this is a song I've always hated. But I kept listening to it I was listening. I, I had an opportunity at work Where I could have my earbud in And listen to music Because so we were supposed to review this uh, You know a couple of weeks ago So I'm listening to it over and over And then kind of like I hated it when it came out And then as I listen to it on the album I was like well Maybe I don't hate it as much as I used to But then I listened to it one last time today Before I knew for sure we were recording this today I'm like let me hear it one more time and I was like, Yeah, I fucking hate it again. It's just so so contrived and so like, okay, this is that song. Um, that there's nothing special about it. You know, it's just like, okay, this is the obligatory, we're gonna try to do an unforgiven, we're gonna try to do this, and we all know how fucking Dave chases Metallica. And it's sad. It's 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 very sad because you know, I believe this guy should be able to stand on his own. I I think, to me, he has more, like, due respect than even Metallica. Because this is the guy, really, his guitar tones and his riff, in my opinion, are what created Thrash. And what Thrash was built upon is the guitar playing of Dave Mustaine. I mean, he deserves all the fucking respect in the world. Amen! He an an innovator. You know, a guy that, that, you know, you know... Channeled his influences but created something new and something vital. Yeah, I mean, look, look at how many songwriting credits he has on fucking Kill 'Em All. I don't give a fuck what Kirk played on that. It shit was written by Dave Mustaine.
1: And Kirk you know? played what Dave played.
0: Right, right. You know, and it's just like, you cannot take away. And, and I love Kirk, don't get me wrong. I love Kirk Hammond. I think Kirk Hammond's a great guitar player. But to me, he pales in comparison the genius that is Dave Mustaine. I mean, Dave Mustaine, I mean, really created a whole new genre with his guitar playing. You know, it doesn't give him a pass on his actions and how he treats people and shit like that and what he says, but there's no denying the talent of this man. But then to see him do something like fucking a turd in the punch bowl, you you know, it's just such a blatant like, okay, I gotta have this one to uh, get those fucking, uh, you know, Metallica fans. It's sad. It's sad. It's despicable. Not a fan. What are you think?
1: Yeah, listening to this after for so long, I still don't like this one, but I do understand why it was a song. It does have that mass appeal vibe to it I was talking about earlier. And we all know what the mass likes. They like shitty things. So I thought this was going to work, but it didn't. Now I remember why this is the weakest album. Up to the uh, this point in the Megadeth discography, uh, this song is just a double shot of suck. All right, I'll take the next one. And I All can't right. believe they redid this fucking song, and they even made it worse if that was even possible.
0: Oh yeah, are uh, you talking about a turn in the punch bowl with the chick from Lacuna Coil?
1: Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah,
0: yeah, on the United Abominations record.
1: Unbelievable. Yeah. All right, I hate when bands redo songs. On on I. I I would have respected if you redid a song on an album that's all redone songs. But when you redo a song like Shout 98 and shit like that, it's like, what the fuck, dude? You're right. You're, you, you can't better this. And you can't uh,
0: it's uh, the, the epitome of that is still hungry.
1: Oh, yeah. Stay hungry is fucking probably the worst out of all of them. All right. I'll take the next one. Elysian Fields. Yes. All right. Make that a triple shot of suck. Oh, my God, this is fucking terrible. That ah part annoys me just like it does in Thunderstruck by ACDC. This is a steaming pile of giraffe shit. The harmonica on here doesn't work. Like a harmonica, this song blows. I can't stand this song. Maybe the worst one on here. What do you think?
0: Wow. I cannot uh, disagree with you more.
1: Wow, <laughs> you're definitely a bundle of wood.
0: Yes. Uh one of my favorites on here. I what? Yes, I fucking love this song. Uh to me, David never sound better vocally, and I love that part where it's like Storm in the Heavens Uh is so fucking awesome. And it's funny because there's a street in New Orleans called Legion Fields that I used to live right off of. (laughs) But uh no, this is one of those ones it's it's not a thrash song. Again, to me, it's it's much more akin to Reckoning Day or Training Consequences, uh, where it's a straightforward metal song. But to me, Dave has never, ever sounded better vocally than he did on this song. I love Elysian Fields. Uh, definitely my top three on the album. Love it. <laughs> Take the next one. All right. The next one is uh, The Killing Road. Um... Uh, to me, this one is uh, again great, great singing on uh, Dave's parts, uh, but uh, it's an album track. It, it, it's not a single. It's not a standout. Uh, I don't hate the song, but uh, you know, to me, it's nowhere near uh, the top. But I think it's a serviceable song. You know, I don't, I don't hate it, but it's nothing special.
1: Well. I think this song blows away the three before it badly and it's still not that great. It's a good song. It's not great, but I can hang with this one. Good mid-tempo tune. Uh, favorite part of the song is the chorus that lost my mind, lost all my money. I love the chorus to this song. Throw down the killing. Yeah. The rest is okay. The rest right. is, you know, somewhat, yeah. you know, it's like decent, but the, right. the chorus is great. If they could have like... Right made verses as good as that chorus this would be a great fucking song oh but, and there's,
0: there's another song we we'll get into later where i feel exactly the same
1: okay so yeah um <clears throat> it's an okay tune i don't hate it but uh compared i mean it'd be a great filler track if this album was great but eh, you know I, I i do like it i mean there's not a lot i like on this album you know so far there's three i like and there's uh, a couple more coming up Uh, I'll take the next one. All right, well, hold on. There's
0: three you like. Reckoning Day,
1: Train of Consequences. Didn't I just say three? Yeah, you said three. Yeah, but I got a few more coming up.
0: Okay, all right.
1: right. but it's definitely not the next one. All right. Blood of Heroes. Blah. Oh, boy. Black to the suck. Dave was so desperate to catch up with Metallica, he would release Drek like this to get into the let's make mediocre crap because it worked for Metallica the solo is kind of cool though but the song uh, Uh. that surrounds it is weaker than a Kurt Hammett pool party (laughs) not that I know how weak a Kurt Hammett pool party are but I would think it would be weak don't you Uh. yeah (laughs) Uh. so that's what I think of Blood of Heroes as weak Uh. as a Kurt Hammett pool party and as, uh, as nasty as a Kansas City hot plate
0: yeah, there we go, Kansas City athlete. <laughs> We've been hoodwinked. Oh yeah, my God.
1: yeah. <laughs> this album's this album should have been hoodwinked.
0: Uh, yeah, dude. This song, Jesus Christ. Uh, and this is definitely kind of like the bullshit uh, patriotism uh, that turns my stomach. Uh, I see what he was trying to do vocally, but it's like, I. I can't stand false patriotism. I like real patriotism. And and this is totally mailed in. To me, this is a Risk-esque uh, clunker. I mean, this is like, wow. Uh, totally a victim of the CDH. This song never, ever should have made the album. And I'm almost positive that crap has never been played by.
1: Look, No, That's- I saw this tour now. I can read all. I didn't see Elysian Fields. Addicted to Chaos and uh, the next song. Oh,
0: all right, crap. All right, what do you think of the next song that is Family Tree?
1: Another clunker. No wonder I don't revisit this fucking album. It's boring. This song is boring. It's terrible. I don't like it at all. What do you think?
0: Uh, This is one where I like the chorus better than the song. Uh, but it's a creepy incest song. You know, it's like, it's a songs always kind of fucking run me the wrong way. I mean, I mean, even Motorhead did it with Daddy Don't Kiss Me. Uh, you know, and uh, I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. I got a sister, and I never kissed her. Uh, you know, I wish I, I had
1: a sister. I'd fucking, I'd make out. Well, she have to be hot, though.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, look at you. What's the chance that she's going to be
1: hot? Yeah, I know, uh, right? So, uh, good but thing I, I don't have a sister. <laughs>
0: I don't know, Manny's a very attractive man, though. I like Manny. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I, I like the chorus to it, but the rest of the song uh, is, is fairly dull. And like I said, it's kind of... Incest songs are always kind of weirdly awkward. And maybe maybe there's victims of incest who, who get off on this. Uh, but, uh, yeah. N- n- not not the best, but I, I think it's better than Suck like a Blood of Heroes. So that, that's about the best I could get. It
1: so what do you think of the title track?
0: The title track Euthanasia. Not bad. Uh, and, and not bad's kind of a strong you know, uh, review of it. But, but for a title track, I was expecting a lot more. And another thing uh, I want to bring up that thoroughly that and I, I know this kind of uh, it shouldn't matter but to me it pisses me off is you got two albums in a row without Vic Rattlehead on the cover you know he's on the back he's on this but I'm like no dude I mean they get Vic Rattlehead to me Vic Rattlehead was just as important as Eddie you know and other fucking you know album uh, you know mock uh uh, mascots and shit like that, but it's like uh, it's an okay song. But goddamn, put Vic Rattlehead on the cover and make your title track stronger than this. Not a horrible song, but if it's gonna be the title track, I expect a little bit more. What do you think?
1: Yep, I'm not getting this shit at all. Countdown had a better title track, and I'm not even a fan of that song. This shit is terrible. It's not memorable at all, especially for a title track. You're gonna fucking, you better make a title track kick ass, you know? Like Peace sells kicked ass, killing you by business kicked ass, you know? Uh, Polaris kicked ass, even though it wasn't, that i was not call Polaris. Uh, but this is just fucking terrible. It's just bad, dude. It's like, and and I and I, and it has like the elements of all the other bad songs on this album. It's just, it's just really weak. Alright, I'll take the next one. I thought I knew it all. What the fuck is going on with this album? Look, I'm not the biggest fan of Countdown, but at times they would throw in some killer songs. You know, every few songs. This is just a weak collection of songs. This music is influenced of getting mass appeal, and when you think like that, the music suffers, as evident with this song. It fucking sucks! It's a big fucking pile of bundle wood. Thank
0: you. all right well i will say there is something like the loafers about this song uh, but i like it. i don't love it i don't i don't love it by any means but to me it's uh it, it, it's passable i mean especially once you hear like you know crap like trust or, you know other shit like that they keep coming out with uh, it's definitely a filler track, but there's a little something I like about this. But it's a little, it's a it's a little fruity for my taste. But uh, you know, I'll take this over load or reload. That's about all I got.
1: Well, what do you think of the next one? Black Curtains.
0: Oh, Black Curtains this is, this is a fucking turd. Uh, this one does nothing for me uh, on any means. Uh, at the start, it sounds like it might be a little bit heavier. So you're like, okay. Okay, we're getting a little bit heavier here, but there's no song behind it. And uh, that's one of those things, uh, you, you know, where me and you go back and forth a lot. You're like, oh, you don't like metal. You know, this one's a little bit heavier, but there's no song there. There's no fucking great rip, There's no great chorus. It's heavier, but it doesn't make it better. This is just a very Blah song for me And a, a, a prime example Of why this should have been you know, Lesser tracks on the album than this one Because uh, Absolutely nothing for me What do you think?
1: Well this one may not be great I'll agree with you But after the four before it It's fucking awesome If this was a great album This would be the worst of the bunch But with this material uh, On this album This is awesome I can hang with this one But barely Um, it's okay. I don't really hate this one. I mean, it's got a good dark vibe to it and heavy riffs, and it's okay. Not played live either. All right, I'll end this fucker, uh, with the last song, Victory, which is tied for my favorite track on the album. Uh, a history of Megadeth to music, and it's nice how they left this album, album off the lyrics, because then it would have sucked. Uh, Standout track on the album with reckoning day I fucking love victory what do you think
0: Uh, I love it and I'll never forget a, a buddy of mine Joe Blair I don't even know if he's alive or dead lost contact with him a long time Joe ago. Blair yeah Joe Blair
1: I don't know that guy
0: <laughs> Joe Blair hated this fucking time. I mean he would like go on tangents about how cheesy and nasty this was and fuck Megadeth and all this shit He really hated this song. But I ain't gonna lie. I dig it. I think it's kind of fun how he revisited the history. I thought he did it, uh... You know, uh... Wise, lyrically. I I thought it was very funny. And, uh... Well, not not like, like, like goofy funny. But it was amusing. And, uh, I liked the music. And it was kind of a cool, like... Hey, this is where we started. This is where we're at. And, uh... To, to me, I, I gotta agree with you It's one of the sta- standout uh, songs on the album and, and definitely a great way to end it But I wonder how many people made it to the end <laughs> You know, kind of thing But uh, I dig Victory
1: I like it Yeah, there you go So uh, that's our review of Euthanasia Yes, this album was
0: released November 1st, 1994 uh, Produced by Max Norman and Dave Mustaine and uh there was there was some kind of turmoil going on when they were recording this uh a lot of shit like where are we going to record it some of the band wanted to do it in la uh they ended up making their own studio in phoenix where i believe a couple of the members lived i know dave lived there and i think maybe junior lived there too but they ended up recording it there and this was one that was much more uh you know the other guys wanted to put in their input what the sound was going to be and uh initially that was you know uh dave wasn't too happy about that but allowed it to happen so for better or worse this was the four of the band at that time uh probably their most you know like everybody put in their input It, it did respectable but uh it didn't do what countdown to extinction did uh made it to number four on the charts uh which, well, I mean back then number 4 meant something now you make it number 4 it doesn't mean shit it means you probably sold 20 records uh, but back then it meant something it did go platinum and uh, this was the last album where I really gave a shit about Megadeth for a long time because I absolutely hated the next album Cryptic Writings uh, it was the first Megadeth album that I didn't buy my girlfriend bought it and I, I listened to it once like nope done done, they were over. I'd rather listen to fucking Southern Trendkill. You know that's metal to me. Uh,
1: I did but, like I did like this album cover though.
0: Yeah, but it would have been so much better if it was Vic Rattlehead hanging the bodies up than the fucking old lady, I'm right? Sorry. But either way, it's pretty cool uh, imagery. But, 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 but that was that, no, I know I, I thought it was a cool imagery. But my thing was, you know, this was some shit being told to him by the record label. They're like. Oh, you need to stop uh, putting, you know, like a gory album cover. That's what they considered Rick Battle, uh, Dick Rattlehead, was gory. They're like, oh, you, you know, if you do this, more people will buy it. And I think that's a wrong decision. They should have stuck with Vic Rattlehead because to me, he was just as cool as Eddie, and a and a cool way to promote your band.
1: Right, and you know, I did notice. Uh you know, uh, a sign that this didn't do too well because they released a video for uh Trade of Consequence." That's kind of like a big production. Then they did a video for "A Two Le Mans." That's you know decent production. But then they did a video for "Reckoning Day," which is, dude, I, I can make a better video than that. Well, I right. don't, I don't, I
0: don't think "Reckoning Day" was even released in the states, was it? Well, they,
1: well, well, I just, I'm just saying, a video, the video they made for right. it was so low budget that right. you can tell, like Capitol Records was like. Alright, you want to release well, this video, we'll give you this much money, you
0: know? Alright, well, well, I mean, what happened was they did, they did the video for Reckoning Day, and uh, or uh, uh, Train of Consequences, I'm sorry, Train of Consequences, and it was a successful video on MTV. Uh, in fact, they said it was like the 24th most played video uh, when it came out, so it did good, but then they released a video for uh, A Turtle Soup, and MTV refused to play it because they thought it promoted Suicide, and so by the time that they released Reckoning Day, uh, I don't think it got played in the States. I think it got played throughout Europe and, uh, you know, other countries. But I don't think it got played in the States. I never remember seeing it. On
1: well, they, they, they did uh, they did push this album a lot when it first came out because MTV had a concert. Uh, a Megadeth concert yeah, to promote, like promote ho- this album.
0: Yeah, it was like a Halloween. Yeah, thing, like a Halloween thing. thing. Yeah, and
1: yeah, so, but, you know, I mean, there was a lot uh, invested in this album, and, you know, uh, two Lamar, I think, is what killed the momentum. Yeah, that turned into the bowl. Exactly. So, you yeah, have right. any closing statements on this album?
0: Yeah, just, uh, that, this is the last time I gave a shit about Megadeth for a long time, uh, for a long time, and, uh, hey, I like this dystopia. I, th- I thought it was a good album, and th- they did a couple good ones before that. I'm and happy. Endgame awesome. was awesome. I'm happy Junior's back in the band. Uh, you know, but it, it's... To me, Megadeth will always be a story of unfulfilled potential. I, I, I think they could have been so much better than what they ended up being. Uh, you know, I love those early albums, but I mean, there's no guitarist in the big four like Dave Mustaine. Nobody that writes the fucking shit he writes. Uh, so no matter what a prick he is, I, I gotta give the man respect where respect's due. He's a fucking genius at guitar and riff writing. And, uh, you know, I was very, very happy with this Topia. Uh, you know, and I, I hope the next album keeps up, uh, you know, follows that tradition. They got a great guitar player with that uh, Kiko or Geico or whatever the fuck his name is now. Uh, you know, who knows who the fucking drummer is this week. But, uh, you know, hey, I, 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 I love Megadeth, but man, after fucking, after this, that cryptic writing's fucking horseshit. Uh, you know, if you like that, then you like 90s Metallica. You know, and
1: well, it, uh, I liked it more than this album, that's for sure. And even though I don't even love cryptic writings, I thought it was a much better album than this. Uh,
0: much uh, better. Uh, well, well we, we disagree then. Yeah. Uh,.
1: But then again yeah. I do I do like two my new metal that you have. Yeah. yeah. So, so you got is. yeah, you got you're, you're going on you're getting on to something there are you.
0: Do you like that King Nothing song? No. Okay, good. Cause I like okay, Yeah, I you
1: know what you know what I like.
0: What what's that uh what's the other one that I don't know if it's King Nothing. What's the one where
1: do you hear your baby crying? Oh, is my that God. You know, King of the Day or something like that.
0: Oh yeah, something oh, like that's Oh so terrible.
1: Oh. Oh that
0: that is that is I'd rather listen to fucking look with a cat dragged in than that fucking shit. Oh
1: yeah, my uh, god. Me too, yeah. Oh I not- li- I liked Until It Sleeps and I liked uh, Memory Remains. And I'm kinda like I, I, I find two by four and Outlaw Torn okay. Not really that bad. But the rest is just horrendous.
0: Alright, well enough about your bad taste. Yeah, uh that's true. Do you have a pick of the
1: week? I sure do What you got we, from
0: 2008
1: a band called toxic holocaust. Oh love them no Yes, the, the album's called an overdose of death and uh, boy you want to hear a classic of all classics nuked across Boy that song fucking rules, but it also has killer songs like wild dogs and war is hell and ravelord uh, yeah. feedback blood and distortion City of Many Million grapes It's just a lot of good shit on this album. And uh, I love it. And what a great guy, Joel Grind. He's like a one-man band, but he tours with a bunch of people. And I saw him not too long ago with Venom Inc. And yeah. uh, he plays bass now, which was weird, because back then he played guitar. Uh, it's a three-piece band live, and they're fucking awesome. And, yeah, I really dig. Uh, I think that's their best album. They released a couple more after this one that are great. You know, ch- uh, Chemistry of Consciousness and conjure the common, but an overdose of death is my fate. I think it's their their master of publics. So like. Toxic Holocaust, uh, an overdose of death.
0: Yeah, uh, a great great band, great pick. And if you love traditional thrash metal, uh, you, you can't go wrong with Toxic Holocaust.
1: Uh, it, it does have so, it does have a black thrash vibe to it. Though. You know, it's kind of like that black metal thrash fusion, which I yeah. Think
0: I, I, I dig them. I, I dig them. I, they're fun. To me, a great throwback to a, to a lost era of metal. And uh, unfortunately, I had a chance to see them, and I missed them. And I, I wish I wouldn't, because I'm never going to have to see them live. But uh big fan of their output. Love them. All right. Well, my pick of the week is one from Testament. Uh, Dark Roots of the Earth. And uh, that's one some some fans are kind of divided upon it. Hello. I, I yeah there you go. I absolutely love it. I, I I think it's an amazing album. I think it's a return to as much as I liked uh, the formation, of the damnation, and I really did like that album. I think Dark Roots is a better album, and uh, I even like it better than the last uh, that Brotherhood of the Snake. I like that one, but I like Dark Roots better. I think uh, it just it kind of covers like all of Testament's eras in one album. Uh, huge, huge fan of that one, and I, I implore you to go check it out if you like Testament. We just did a Testament review the other week, our our hidden one from the vaults, and uh, check it out. That is my favorite of the week, Testament Darkwood, sir.
1: Right on! You got a
0: fan of the week. Yes, I do have a fan of the week. And uh, wow, this is a rare one we haven't been able to do in a long time where we actually pick a fan of the week because we've been doing all these, you know, the fan paid for episodes, and of course we always make them fan of the week. But this is one where I really reached out and, like, who's impressing me on the page? Who's doing a lot of cool shit? And this one is a young man who has a hilarious name, Weston Winkle. <laughs> okay yes weston winkle is a young man on our page uh, but he definitely knows his fucking metal for a young guy so his parents or somebody did something right because uh he knows his history and he knows what he's doing and he's made a lot of cool nobody posts.
1: nobody did anything right he just bumped into our episode and we changed his life
0: uh, well that he could...
1: discovered the podcast and he became a metalhead it's all us
0: that that could be it too but uh Excited when I when I see younger people on the page uh, that are into the you know the metal that we love so much and has shaped our lives and uh, to see him appreciate it makes me feel good and uh, optimistic for uh, the new generation. But Weston Winkle, you are our fan of the
1: room. All right, Weston, I know who you're talking about. He recently put up something about uh he put up the shout to Devil Vinyl. Yes, he yes, he vinyl. yes, he did. Yes, he did. Very cool. Cool dude. Yeah, I think. Uh, well deserved, Weston.
0: Alright, now let's get into the plugs. Earpeeler, the podcasting and interview news site.
1: To keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear, go to Earpeeler.com to find out what we're all about. You haven't listened to Mars Attacks podcast? What are you waiting for, man? Host Victor M. Ruiz brings you all types of hard rock and metal-based podcasts. You'll find everything from music-based episodes, interviews to series such as Ultra Sexy Classic Album Series, where some of your favorite musicians, producers, journalists, and show hosts comments on the albums that pushed the evolutionary chains of hard rock and metal.
0: Get with it and go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to find out more. Listen to the Rock Show
1: with Gully and Joe. Go to all the Ws, Gully G U L L Y A N D J O E dot U K, 8 p.m. UK time. 3 p.m. Eastern, the Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Listen to it, don't be a cunt. Hey, rock music fans, this is Terrence Reardon of the Terence Reardon and Friends Audiovisual Podcast. Join yours truly as I look every week at a different classic rock or metal album that had a major impact on my life, and I'm usually joined by a friend or two or ten, and we talk about nothing but great classic rock and metal, and there's no country or Sammy Hagar or rap on the fucking show. That shit is frowned upon with yours truly. So, if you want a great classic rock audiovisual podcast, tune on in to the Terrence Reardon and Friends audiovisual podcast. New episodes every Monday, exclusively on YouTube.
0: Tired of your long commute and boring work day? Well, join Brian Davis and his gang of movie buffs as they talk about a different movie subject every week on Damn Good Movie Memories. We discuss movie themes like our favorite movie villains, favorite soundtracks, and worst movie remakes, and much more. Check us out on iTunes and Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com.
1: All right, Kiss Army. Since 2007... You've been
0: getting Podkissed, the KISS audio fanzine for your ears. That's right, it's your Kissed. Every month, the Podkiss crew, along with the KISS room, brings you KISS talk like no one else, whether it be roundtables, interviews with the band past and present, analysis, and great KISS fun. Hi, this is
1: Jay Perali, and you're listening to Podkiss. Hi, this is Bruce Kulick, and you're listening to Podkiss. The podcast. The Kiss Audio Fanzine for your ears.
0: All right, this is the Ayatollah Alcoholer Ian Wadley, and I want you to listen to my brand new radio show, Wadzilla World, where I cover every era of fucking music that I like, and a few that you like too. Check me out every Saturday. 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time on soundforia.com. I'll see you there.
1: Hey, this is DJ Mack. I want to let you guys know about the podcast with my co-host DJ Metal Mike. Mind Over Metal. You can find us at mindovermetalpodcast.com. We're also on Spreaker, iTunes, Podbean, and uh, just about everywhere else you get your fucking podcast from. Oh, yeah, and we're also on uh, YouTube So check us out for the best in heavy metal and hard rock music news, discussion, and reviews. That's the Mind Over Metal podcast. Download it, subscribe to it today. Hey, headbangers, you want your own radio show? Well, you got it. On Thursday nights here on that metal station, join me on the Dr. Fuck show. Go in the chat room and I will make you my co-host. That's right. Everybody that joins me in the chat room I discuss whatever you guys want to talk about I'll mention your name I'll say what you say And we're going to go back and forth And I'll even fucking play whatever request you want Unless it sucks Then I ain't playing it Because my show rules And only songs that rule Is allowed Right here on that metal station The Dr. Fuck Show Airs live Thursday nights at 8pm Eastern Then they repeat it on Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern. Hope to see you there. Whoa, well, no, no, fuck that hope. I better see you there, motherfucker.
0: Are you ready for the hottest new podcast out there? Check out the Vieira Vault. Featuring none other than Dr. Fuck Ralph Vieira. You will hear personal stories and personal songs from the vault. There ain't nothing else like it. The one, the only the original Vieira Vault. On Podbean. That .com and I... Speaker. God damn it <laughs>
1: Have you developed paralysis from trying to choose a movie on Netflix? Of course you have there's too much garbage on Netflix to sift through So join us on our podcast we watched it for you We watch a bad movie every week and try to determine its watchability. We watch it for you is for bad movie fans. B-movie fans, underground film fans, and cult movie fanatics alike. Don't miss an episode of We Watched It For You, a guide to the lesser-known movies of Netflix, available on iTunes or wherever you download your podcast. Music's most diverse podcast, starring Luke Innes. Greg Sid bootlegs, and Mr. T from Germany. New episodes released every Saturday on Podbean, Podcast Addict, and iTunes. The true alternative podcast.
0: Alright, well if you enjoyed this episode, come back next week when we try to put a fucking bullet in the head of the fan-picked episodes, but we are going out with a bang. We are going to have a special guest, Mr. Aaron Camaro from the Decimal Geek Podcast will join us to talk about an album. What is it going to be? Well, how do you keep an asshole in suspense? I'll tell you next week. That's on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast.
1: <laughs> That's right. He's talking about you, asshole.
0: Justin Childers' mom
1: is dead. <laughs> God damn, dude. You're brutal. I know, right?